Hello and welcome to the Oasis Church podcast. Thanks for joining us. If you've been around Oasis uh, for a, a few years, you'll know that in 2019 through to 2020, we started a series in the book of John. Now at this point, we're not now pressing play uh, to continue where we kind of stopped in March 2020, but rather we're gonna look at it through a lens of Jesus's invitation in John 10:10, where he says that he's come to bring life to you and to me, uh, whether we're in the room, whether we're online, whether we're watching at a different point, whether we know something of Jesus, when we think we know nothing of Jesus, that he's come in order that we could know life and life in full. And it's that that we want to look at because as we continue in the book of John, what we're going to discover is John begins to paint a picture of what that life in full looks like. So what do we do? Keep on sinning so God can keep on forgiving? I should hope not. If we've left the country where sin is sovereign, how can we still live in our old house there? Or didn't you realize we packed up and left there for good? That is what happened in baptism. When we went under the water, we left the old country of sin behind. When we came up out of the water, we entered into the new country of grace, a new life in a new land. That's what baptism into the life of Jesus means. When we are lowered into the water, it's like the burial of Jesus. When we're raised up out of the water, it is like the resurrection of Jesus. Each of us is raised into a light-filled world by our Father so that we can see where we are all going in our new grace-sovereign country. Good morning, everyone. Good morning in the room downstairs. Sorry. Um, I know we've lost an hour, but I think we can do slightly better than that. This isn't pantomime, but um, just kind of says I'm not alone in the room. But good morning, everyone downstairs. There we go. Good morning upstairs. And good morning online. Um, Really good to have every single one of you here. Particular welcome uh, to those of you who are family and friends of Josie, Chloe, and James, as I know it means everything that you're in the room uh, or you're online with them today to celebrate all that's going to happen in a moment. And we will get to look at that. And I do want to just take a moment to kind of explain what is going on, what is baptism. Like some of you have come today just out of that sense of love for the person who's getting baptized thinking, I haven't got a clue what's going on, but I'll come because I like you. And so I just thought it'd be good to explain it. For some of us, we'll kind of know what's going on, and it becomes like a reminder of maybe when we got baptized and what's being celebrated. Maybe it's like we're considering and we're seeking out who Jesus is, and it's kind of like another notch along the way of us trying to discover more of how Jesus transforms our lives. And so I want to do that. I want to do it through this amazing passage of scripture from the Bible that Jacqueline so excellently read to us. Thank you so much, Jacqueline, who's in the room. Thank you. Um, It was like a little pitter of kind of applause. I just want to say thank you. Um, 
Because what I want us to see through this passage is it kind of reveals a way for us to understand in some language that we can understand of an aspect of what baptism is. As what it does is it likens it to moving home. And therefore, what baptism becomes in one way is like a housewarming party. And that's what today is. It's like a housewarming party for the three who are getting baptized, where we all get to be part of it, to celebrate with them. You see, my guess is all of us have experienced that moment of moving and moving in new, to something new. Maybe it's something we've wanted to share with others. I came across, maybe it's because of the age I've got to in terms of social media, and therefore the algorithms work out like, hey, you're this age, therefore this is the kind of thing you're going to be interested in. And my, one of my social media feeds is continuously being refreshed by this competition, which is in support of a great charity, to win an amazing home. And it's worth three million pounds. And it's in the Lake District. And here is a photo of said home. And actually, the way to win this is being announced today. So it's not too late. You can get online and win, possibly, this house. And maybe if I won this house, and I'm not going to because I've not actually entered the competition, but if I won this home, I reckon I'd have a big housewarming party because I was like, man, this is amazing. But what if it wasn't down to chance? What if I didn't just win the home? What if someone just came along and said, here are the keys? No strings attached. This is a gift for you to receive. At that point, that, that's like really good news. That's like something worth celebrating. And what I want us to see is for James, for Chloe, and for Josie, that's the reality they've come to know, that they've come to know that they've been given a new place to live from, a new home, a new home that's been given to them as a gift by Jesus, a home that isn't somewhere or something, but is someone, is Jesus. They've realized that actually they've got this gift of Jesus, and that redefines everything from where they live from. And it's that that they're for inviting us to come and celebrate in this morning. And I just want to briefly look at these Verses that are read out that kind of allow us to understand why this is good news, why this is a good home and worth celebrating. Because what it reveals is that through baptism, and it's going to seem weird. For some of us who are like, what, like, what is it? We're going to discover there's like a big tub, like a bathtub in the back hall. And we're going to think, like, what's going to go on in there? And what we're going to find is each person is going to go in and then be taken underwater. And I promise you, they'll then come back out. It's not like some way we're just going to leave them underwater. No, they'll come back out. And as they go underwater, it's a way of revealing, hey, that's like the old home they lived in. And then as they're brought out, out of the water, it's reminding us that they're now living in this new home that is Jesus. And that's the home they get to live from continuously. Therefore, if that's what's going on, I just want to take a moment just to look at them. What is this old home and what is this new home? So let's look then firstly in terms of the old home. As Kirsty and Phil have continued to remind us through Channel 4, is that location, location, location is everything. At the moment, if you've got your house on the market, you're like thinking, yeah, I know it's all about location. And I know I can ask whatever I want for my location. And we're also finding the reality of whatever we ask, we're also going to have to pay. Uh, so it doesn't quite always work out. But location, location, location means everything. And in this passage, 
What it reveals is that actually as each of these three go underwater, as they remember the old home they were in, it was one that was located in sin. At that point, at this point, you're like, oh man, it didn't take long, did it? I've come into this building and immediately they start talking about sin. Like, that's the way they go, isn't it, these people? Can I expect that of you, Adrian? Now, just hear me out for a moment. Because I think that word, sometimes we can switch off and think, oh, I knew it's going to come to this. But I want us to understand something for these three individuals. And for me, I'm going to put myself in there. Came to realize is that that word is actually about living with me at the center or living with them at the center. As an individual of saying everything of how I live is defined by me. And if you like, if you start to see it that way, suddenly it reveals the kind of home that you get to live within. And if you like, I just want us to visually kind of think of what that conceptual home might look like, because any home has four walls. And let's just look at that home of how it's defined by those four walls. Well, firstly, I'd say it's defined by a wall of fear. A wall of fear that means that continuously live questioning at a deep level Am I good enough? Or wondering, can I fully be known? If people really knew what I'd done or what had been done to me, what would they truly think? Or living with that sense of the future just seems so uncertain, and boy, does it feel like that way at the moment, and just continuously being like undone by that. So first of all, fear. Second of all, restlessness of this desire to continuously want something and never quite knowing satisfaction, whether it's experiences, relationships, or possessions of however much we experience or know or have, it never quite feels enough. Third wall, brokenness. As we live just thinking, actually, it's about me, it causes damage in how we then are able to relate to others, how ultimately we can relate within ourselves and how we can relate if there's a God and how we relate to the whole of creation. And then lastly, I'd say in terms of that wall that each of those have come to discover, that I came to discover is a wall of death. Something we don't really like talking about, but the reality is it's just there. Like I was going yesterday to get my hair cut. It looks pretty good, doesn't it? And um, if you're not a regular here, often my hair gets commented on, one, because of its unique color, and often because of its unique size. But I was going to get my hair cut, and as I was walking up the road, I bump into someone who I know, and they've got a suitcase. I'm thinking, man, where are they coming back from at this time of the morning? And talk to them and say, like, how are you doing? Like, wh where have you been? And they said, I've just been to see my mom because my dad died this last week. And it's at that moment, you're like, Ah, oh, like a haircut is brought into perspective. It's just there. And like for each of these individuals getting baptized, there's this recognition there was this old home that they lived in that was defined by these four walls and it can feel uncomfortable, but it's just this reality. And as they go underwater, it's saying, hey, this is where I used to live. This is where it used to be defined by. But they've moved from that place. And before we kind of move them out of the water, I just want to leave them lingering underwater because as they're there, I just want to understand that moving takes effort and it costs. 
Like if you've ever moved home, you know it takes effort. It doesn't magically all your stuff move from one venue to another. You have to work at it. Like it's not free. You have to pay something. And that's true here for each of these three individuals that they realized there was a cost and effort needed to move from this old home to a new home. And the wonder and good news is that the effort and the cost was paid for them. That Jesus, in giving the gift of a home that is in him, deals with the effort and cost himself through his life, death, and resurrection. And what these three have done is said, I just want to receive this gift then. I receive the fact that you paid the cost, that you do the effort, and that you give me this gift, which then brings us on to some good news of a new home. A new home that's defined by its location, which is Jesus, and defined by Jesus, which has a different four walls. Which I say the first wall is a wall of love, where each have discovered that they are unconditionally loved and accepted. They know what it is to live and seek out to continue to understand more and more what it is to live and know that they're unconditionally loved and accepted, which means they have nothing to prove. Fully known, fully valued, a deep sense of security and identity. Second of all, it means that they get to know rest, that Jesus promises that he can satisfy. This invitation to live, knowing and to be defined by a one who says, actually, I can cause you to gain all. Which then brings us to the third wall of wholeness. That as they get to live, as I get to live, as anyone who centers their life on Jesus gets to live out of that place of knowing that they're loved, they get to know wholeness. Knowing that actually, they don't live to seek to know love. Seek to know and gain from others, but seek to live from that place of knowing, now I can seek to love as I've been loved. Which transforms like how you relate to others. It transforms in how you relate within yourself, of how you can relate to God and how you relate to creation. And then that last wall of life, that Jesus promises that there's a life, a life that is unending. Like there's this profound claim within those who are followers of Jesus is that Jesus isn't dead. You can't go to his tomb, but he's resurrected, he's alive. And he invites us to know his resurrection life. A life without end, which is a life that we get to explore now. See, this location that each of these individuals is, they're coming out of the water saying, hey, this is what now is the destination I'm living from, is an exploration throughout their life to continue to understand more of the wonder of this life they have. And they get to keep living in this, but it also gives this hope that goes beyond, that says actually death isn't the end. There's a life that is unending, that is eternal. Which is me probably done, to be honest. I was told 15 minutes, and I've got to keep to that, otherwise people start throwing stuff at me. You see, if it's a housewarming party, that means all of us are here. It means we get a choice of how then do we just kind of respond to this housewarming party. Like, 
are we just going to hang out in the garden and kind of look in and think, mm, it looks nice in there, but it doesn't involve me? Or are we going to step in and realize that we get invited to celebrate with them? Maybe we think, I don't understand this. It doesn't make any sense to me, but I can see it means something to you. Therefore, I join in the celebration. Maybe for others of us, it's like, oh, I want to celebrate with you because it reminds me of when I too was baptized. And it reminds me of the celebration of the life that I now live in, which is the gift of Jesus that's at home in and through him forever. Maybe it's a celebration that gets us thinking. A celebration that causes us to think, well, maybe I want to explore this a bit more. Maybe for some of us, it's like, I've got questions, like, where can I ask them? Like we run something called Alpha, which is designed not to be told things, but to be able to ask things. And you can email in and we'll, we'll get you signed up to our next course that we run online. So you don't have to leave your home. You can just do it with other people, get to chat, get to ask questions. just a great way to explore. Maybe for some of us, it's exploring and saying, hey, what does this mean for me? Like, I've, I've never been baptized and like, I want to receive this gift too. And I encourage you, just come and speak to me at the end. I'd love to talk to you. And then I think, Finally, it causes us to say this is something worth sharing. See, if we know this is the home that we're living from, and so this is for the three who are getting baptized and every single one of us who has been, like, isn't this good news? Isn't this worth sharing with other people? I think, hey, I get to know this life, and so could you. It's all through Jesus. It's a gift worth receiving. Like, way better than a three million house in the Lake District. Though that would be nice. <laughs> can I invite the band back? And as they come back, can I just pray for us? Would that be okay? Prayer is a weird one, isn't it? Because you think, well, okay, what does that mean? Well, it means that I'm going to talk to God, who I believe knows every single individual in this room, and whose heart and love is towards you and I. And what I'd love for us to do is just to close our eyes. And why we close our eyes isn't some mystical experience. It's just a way of like not get distracted by anything else that's going on. And just with our eyes closed, if that's okay, I'm going to pray for you. If you don't want to do that, that's totally fine. I'm going to have my eyes closed, so I won't know if you've closed yours. Jesus, I thank you that you came in order that we would know life. And I thank you today that we get to celebrate in the life that James, Chloe, and Josie have discovered in you. But Jesus, I thank you that also you want each of us to know that life. And I just pray, would you cause each of us to know something more of the wonder of the home that you call us into and to know that is you, Jesus. Amen. Amen.